So, here was a lot of peace and insights. I wanted to really enjoy doing an episode with you as it is summertime and kind of enjoying the luxury of kind of sleeping whenever and staying up whenever and kind of really getting all in on something or going all out of something at the time of this. Whenever you're listening, I hope your season is going good. And so we're here to explore gender. We're exploring gender from a basis of something a little bit different. We're going to explore philosophy. We're going to explore even the stereotypes of gender. Some things that I had mentioned here on this podcast are very meta in some ways as, as they pertain to like what experiences I've seen that have made me bring up topics to you that are honestly a little worried. Like, I'm, I'm really a little bit worried about our disabled community as a whole. It's not necessarily, like, I can actually, I've, you can grow to a certain level, like, as I have, of detachment, where you can separate yourself from what everybody is doing, even your closest people, family, friends, whatever, even people that you are really cool with. Like, you can separate the things that you do differently and detach from it completely. And then your worries, actually, you're getting away from, like, actually worrying about the person, knowing that they're figuring things out in their own way, in their own time, that everybody does this. You kind of watch a person's life cycle or... You watch a life cycle or two from different people and you kind of recognize that there's all kinds of factors in life and in universe and higher power that are working towards where you're learning and you're constantly extracting messages in life and people are sharing what they're receiving and you know we're all kind of doing this and um after hours tends to be a really good time to do some heavy exploring especially in a season like summer and even during like winter breaks or spring break times or you know three-day weekends or any of that kind of stuff and I just want to milk it for what it's worth right now and enjoy sharing this experience with you. When you get to this point of detachment, you can really say things. Like if you've gone through sobriety, for instance, you can say things. And this is definitely true for me. This 
is the first 4th of July. I could safely say um, in years as an adult that I have not gotten drunk or high, you know, so there's no hangover. You know, no NA beers even because you get to a point where you're kind of like, eh. It is kind of expensive and it incentivizes you to say, I actually don't know that I miss the craving as much anymore. It's like I visited that craving and had the relaxation of the N.A. beer. You could do this with coffee. You know, I revisited coffee. I don't miss it. And you could say it's nice, but I don't really feel like doing the work to get it anymore. Like it's not really something that I miss. And so, yes, in this episode, I may stop for a drink and you can kind of hear me puttering around and because we do want to share experience. And so you can pause and get your favorite drink. Um, another thing that I really recommend you do is if you go and this is what we had done. If you go to any kind of event. Like outside, like on a beach, bring a picnic with you so that you're not spending money on the food. Because you're already in some way having to contribute to getting there. You're having to spend money to get there in some way. And so, you know, putting a picnic together is awesome because it takes away half the aggravation of the big crowd that normally would have existed. Because you stop and you eat, even if you chose the wrong kind of time to be at this event, you can still at least stop Throw yourself down and eat versus waiting in line, finding the right method to pay that'll even work if you have means for the right method because a lot of places still take cash only. And then having to pay and, and learn about the prices and only get, you know, pay, pay high prices for a little food for a kind of event like this. You know, and then you eat a picnic, a small picnic, and then you go back home and you enjoy more of your food. If you need it, if it's not like a normal sized dinner that you ate and you want to kind of enjoy a little more later. And after all the walking you do and exercise and all that kind of stuff, you can uh, feel pretty proud of yourself that you also saved money too. Just a tip, I'm really starting to see the benefits in cutting back. I don't live by necessarily less is more, but living by cutting back, truly, and being more patient. And slowing down. And so. You can detach at such a deep level. That you're more actually worried about the collective. As somebody who's growing. And who is getting out of a lot of situations. You might have been in once. You may even have some of that same. You're able to transfer some of that same paranoia. From a person. Or you might have been wrong about some things. Like I told you, I don't know everything. And my brain is so overloaded that I really, it wouldn't benefit you for me to learn too much about your life situation um, and give you proper advice. Simply because I am very overloaded, very busy, um, even in spiritual practice, even just in the mind of meditating and things like that, that I really 
I often think about our community in this way, but to zero in on one person's financial lifestyle and worry about how they're either being treated or treating others or that kind of thing, the way that I used to would not be right. Because a lot of the things that I've talked about are issues that I've seen if we're getting deep into gender here, which I'm, I am going to do a deeper dive, dive episode on gender and exploration because ironically enough, uh, men are scared to talk about this fully with women. They're not scared as in like I'm scared and squeamish and all that. They, we, we've kind of earned this reputation of being sensitive and cancelers. And so I can see where men would be like, well, I can't approach you and talk about this topic. Um, that kind of thing, because, you know, it's going to be, it's going to result in, um, either false accusations or it's going to result in uh, judgments or feeling judged, perhaps. And that's not even necessarily true to those of us who have been around the spectrum. Um, and so we'll get deeper into that episode. I can't actually wait. Like, I've, I've uh, talked to you about my overall um, epistemologies on that, but... Either way, um, when you, the, uh, the collective that I've seen go through a lot of financial, um, abuse, um, are not really people that I know anymore, um, because people that I know tend to have a system and a lot of like, when you think about in terms of straight or cis or hetero, like a lot of males tend to have a logical system put into place. And even if I used to think or have my little thoughts or paranoid about what is going on with people and things like that, people, you know, men tend to seem to have a very logical system um, in the micro where they can manage their finances and their family could be like a team with them or their partner can be like a team with them or they could team up with their friends or however it works and they can kind of have a system that's not too bad and they can some of them even just don't even bother with banking they use cash um and so i don't necessarily think that both genders are experiencing the same craziness in our community of disability I actually think the ones that are experiencing a lot of financial abuse and actually pr like they have kind of a pride about it is really, really unhealthy are females. Like we're very vulnerable in a lot of ways. So I knew of a friend. We were close at one point. We did kind of a high school reunion thing. That's kind of how we actually met. Um, and we were friends for quite a while. And... Um, we took on the task of helping her with getting more financial freedom and taking her power back from her family who was taking her check. Like this is, this is a very, unfortunately, people don't like to talk about this in the disabled community because it's very taboo. Um, her check was taken, 
um, by her family. She could barely, like, function. She had to rely on a lot of friends. It was embarrassing when she went out. She felt bad when we went out and stuff because she couldn't, she felt like she couldn't function for herself. Um, and being that I have gotten myself out of a couple of financial situations, my husband's gotten himself out of a couple of financial situations. We've been through the system, all that kind of stuff. We've had to stand up for ourselves. Um, you know, there is a guilt and gratitude to that. And uh, being that we were pretty close, we helped her to kind of talk to her family. And what they ended up doing was giving her like a $100 allowance every week. Um, that's the most they could get and she could get them to do. Some of them were living in her house and others were not. And this was... One of the other close friends was pretty close. Um, she was the one that helped us kind of get moved out here. She was also kind of pretty close within our little group at the time. And she was also helping her. Um, it was all of us as a team, like, working together, too. You know, we've seen each other about once a year, actually. Regularly, like, once a year for a good couple years. Um, we all had different circumstances and situations and we all were very understanding about these things. They were understanding about the times we could be there, for instance, being that we have a daughter to worry about. And by the, back then she was very little and we couldn't necessarily be there the entire time and we couldn't spend the exact money for a boat trip and this kind of thing. Um, and, um, they also understood that we also had to take some time. It was very difficult to do, and we didn't get a lot out of it. But we were taking some time to network to, to really make it in our city at the time. Um, hydrating with ice water. It's kind of nice as you grow in these things. You don't feel as tempted to always grab and, and go and... Get something overly complicated, you just could use some water to dehydrate with. And so, um, that's about what her family, um, talked her into doing and they had come up to us extremely embarrassed when it was time for her to leave um and for some reason they were like so awkward she had thanked us profusely and everything and was very grateful and they just were so awkward and they were just like thank you for helping her and it's like well we you know, we certainly didn't do it for you, but you're welcome is what I was thinking at the time. Because females do have a deep sense of empathy. We do have, and then on top of it, having a disability, we feel a sense of like burden on other people that, you know, especially nowadays when there's a lot of independence and things like that. But even back then, 
there was a lot of emphasis on cooking and like even not back then, but back in the 90s and 80s and older times. Females are, you know, in a lot of ways, there's you're doing for other people. And so if it's not going to be in living, like if you don't have the living skills to do for people when it comes to cleaning and cooking and we can't, you know, you can't just do that while you're living here and, and work and, you know, have your independence that way. You might as well just give up your money. And then on top of that, you're different. You're more neurodivergent, which is the whole spectrum kind of around the autism frame. You're more, um, you have different beliefs that we have to cater to. We can't make you go to church with us. All this kind of stuff, you know. Um, people don't take kindly to atheists. They're not very nice. Um, and so, as this had happened, um, you know, this is happening a lot in female spaces um, where they're disabled because we have that that thing when it comes to that empathy and and feeling like we have to prove that we're on the same team with other people. And so it's like an allowance that her family was starting to give her. She can then go, when she goes shopping, she has her money with her. She don't have to ask. She feels a little bit functional. She goes to the bank with them um, and gets it so she feels like she's doing something towards her finance. Um. And that kind of thing, you know, and, and so for a lot of people that are trying to live with family while they're young, like, it's amazing how much family is not going to guide willingly their children, niece, grandchild, grandchildren, nephews. Um, but again, this really goes back to the female experience. Um, they're not going to guide them in like some basic survival, financial survival, because they figure, you know, we deserve the money and that kind of thing. And so, you know, that was about what we could do. And then later on, she did get a little more confident to go at least look at college. And she was starting that process. Look at theater as well. Very much into theater and the arts and all that kind of stuff opera and everything um and so that little set might have done something i'm hoping um it was more all we did really was just sit there and say stand up to your family you need to get some finance you know your your money situation where yeah you need to pay rent but you have a right to your money and you know you want to start doing things right and if they really love you they'll talk with you and understand and work it out with you you know it's because I think some disabled people especially in the blind community we tend to take it a little too far um and we tend to say like cut everybody off move out and that doesn't always work that's not always practical in this economy like times have changed even sighted people are living with each other in a lot of ways and if you're not doing that you're living on a housing program you're rich, you have some money, you know, there's ways that you're living and making it through this economy 
that you're having to work around. Like, it's not enough to have a job anymore. It's not enough to have a disability uh, check anymore. Um, you really have to have some kind of, like, work out, like a system worked out. Um, and you, you have had, you, you would have had to go through a lot of hell to get into a system that is a government housing nowadays. Like, you would have had to become, like, homeless to get it quicker. Or you could have had family that were pretty well off and waited for a few years in the system and gotten the housing for yourself and gotten maybe some of the family, you know, could have guided you to getting on your feet. If you have kind of a well-off family that are willing to do that, we've seen this done in the disabled community. Um, and maybe this is a an observation, but more of the well-off families will guide their female children or allow their female children or encourage their female children to go to a finance class a little bit more so than um, a family who is poverty. And this could just, that could just be a correlation of anybody who doesn't take finance serious. So when you think of allowance and you think of a child and they're doing chores, you think of like, okay, I'll give you this much cash to do this. But as high tech as children are nowadays, you can teach them how to use. And this is what we've done with our daughter. You can certainly teach them how to use a debit card and you can deposit the allowance onto a debit card. So that when they do get older, they are used to financial autonomy. And at least even if the economy is not perfect, they're a little more independent. And and they know kind of what to do. That kind of thing. I don't think there's any excuse not to. If you have a disabled child, not to t not to allow them to be independent. And a child in general, I think nowadays we need to like embrace that our kids are more self-sufficient. Um, and that we actually need to be there and not have lazy minds, but actually guide them more than do for them. We need to talk. We need to be talking with them. We need to be guiding them. We need to be seeing what's going on with their friends and their school. Um, we need to be interested in what they're watching and that kind of thing. And we need to be right there with them as they're doing things efficiently and learning to do things so that, you know, we are learning how they make decisions for themselves. And we're not, we're no longer at an age where we're just doing, 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 because that will make lazy minded people, um, that are sitting there getting sugar buzzes and learning what it's like to just be addicted to things and to just have things done for everybody had you know everybody having things done for them and raising a world of children that become adults that are that don't know what to do um that's not what we need and it starts with one child at a time and giving that child individual attention um maybe the parents divide the attention between multiple children somehow um, we tend to really feel like we can do this functionally and very well with one child. And so that's the game and that's the overall gist of it. And so, um, now that she has gotten older 
and we have gotten out of our situation, we can focus more on ourselves and her, um, with her, I mean, um, and it gets to a point where even within these taboo situations in life, people will see the downside enough one day or eventually or over time and they'll figure it out. Um, in this high-tech world, like, people are going to realize how behind. I'm behind. Like, I always have catching up to do. That's why I'm starting produ productability. That's why I want to catch you up for those that are interested. If you're not interested, that's fine. You can, you know, be into something completely different. It doesn't matter to me. But I'm doing it as a way of sharing experiences. And some of these topics are going to be covered in survival, basic survival that we are not taught right. You have to learn to be able to just be curious about things. It's not, none of this shit is meant to, and you know, if I come across on this podcast as harsh or, um, surprising in some way or um if i come across here as my teachings are ridiculous or over the top or i'm too meta or i'm too extra or you know me too well or whatever you know nobody's holding a gun to your head and making you listen to this podcast But I'm only literally doing this to continue to see that we are exploring reality. This is not a form of just entertainment and bullshit in, you know, just sitting there and being able to just make a bunch of money on just looking and researching on a bunch of philosophies, putting it together, and then for the practical stuff, I'm going to charge you all of a sudden. And maybe maybe that's even changed. Maybe some of the philosophers have changed their business model. They're starting to change their business model. I love philosophers and that kind of thing. I love that there's been a business turned out of it because then that gives people a little more of like, it's showing people a little more that they can explore their interests a little bit more without feeling ashamed or feeling like in the olden days where philosophy and philosophy class and avid reading and that kind of thing was like looked down upon and shamed on and, oh, it's just the odds and you're not going to, you have to do something practical and fuck all that. That stuff is entertainment, hobby-based. No, it's turned into a business by now. There's been a few people that have done it. Um, but that's not what this is. If I was ever going to sell you something, it would be um, an attempt to sell you something out of my house that I no longer need, that took me a, long, a lot of time to get, that nobody... Um, that we know in our connections or family or what have you really need or that we 
um, or any of that, right? And and so, like, if I was going to sell you something, it first of all, it, it would be starting there. It would be I have many ideas on how to serve and sell coffee um, that could possibly avoid a lot of traps in our system when it comes to business. Um, you know, many things like that. I don't want to just, I, I take selling the idea of selling pretty seriously. Um, companies that are willing to help people monetize for their time and their work, I really greatly admire. And I'm a part of in, in some ways and I'm doing, and I'm just enjoying, they put so much quality into their apps and interface, um, with things like medium, for instance, um, that I'm kind of enjoying that uh, realm for what it is, even just enjoying the quality of others' work there um, and reading articles that I would have never found that actually give me deep advice on friendships and relationships and even how to be a better uh, friend or family member or parent um, or, you know, collaborator, partner, whatever. Um Things that you would have to like do a lot of deep Google searching to find. Like it really is worth it for a small little fee. Like I do, I, I do believe in some of this modeling for content, um, distribution and production that people, you know, could potentially make money. And even if I'm not, I'm not hating on those of you that are. Um, I'm just enjoying like your work. I'm enjoying even putting my own work out there, whether I make money or not. And I don't. I haven't made money yet. It doesn't mean I'm not trying. It doesn't mean I'm not um, open to it. But I bring this up to you because we got on the topic of philosophy and business. But it's become a lot of a lot broader than I wanted. So getting back into where we were. If I'm doing this podcast and it's coming across as harsh or very, very meta, especially the, for, for those of you that know me. There is that reasoning behind it. Um, I talk about the reality that is taboo up here. And in the gender episode, we're also exploring relationships, friendships. Like, it's going to go very deep into reality for a lot of us. Parts of it we're going to enjoy and we're going to love and we're going to completely bask in. The other parts we're going to uh, have to do a little bit of heavy lifting there and unboxing. And that's just, it's going to be awesome. Um... Because every day we see content around this. Every day we see life and experience around this gender. And this whole new spectrum that is intimidating to watch nowadays. This whole new education. Um, that kind of thing. And so that'll be a really cool look. Um Anything could come up between now and then and a new episode on, you know, something else can emerge first, but, or a couple or many, and then the gender thing will happen. But I guess women have to start approaching this first because, again, men are rightfully going to be 
have their reasons that they don't want to be the ones who are the bad guys all the time, which is totally understandable. Um, and, and by the way, when I use the word scared, um, rethink what your interpretation of the word scared is. Don't be so offended by the word scared. Don't be, don't overthink and judge the word scared or the word fear or the word, you know, squeamish or whatever. Cause like we all have little things that we are afraid of. Some of it could be on a political level. We're scared of if a woman possibly became president, we're scared, right? That like, oh, oh my God, like men are not going to have a place anymore. And men are not already having a place anymore. They're losing. I guess I'm getting into a little gender now, right? But they're losing their place in society. They're losing their place in, you know, that's what, that's what, you know, is a big fear. And again, we've earned by being very mean and insensitive. And we've earned a lot of things by being um, unthoughtful to the way that we we started to go after our independence and our own success at the expense of like um, actually flipping it on its head and now, you know, it's really shown sexism towards men has actually shown, unfortunately. And for those of you that know me and know that I watch channels like Roma Army, who she's really trying to fight for this, um, then you should know like what side I'm actually on. And you should, I would hope, not be it. There must have been something that has been said for me to make you think that you can't approach gender publicly or privately or whatever. Or maybe maybe you have privately some. But that publicly, females are all the same and they're all just going to team up into a big beehive and just start stinging. And again, I think we've earned our reputation with a lot of that. But, excuse me, there's also a balance that I go into about what females have to deal with as well. I'm not, Roma Army specializes in what she does, and I respect that, and I do enjoy her, if you haven't checked her out. But um, I like to give balance to what females also deal with as well, um, because I, I don't really see the gender spectrum as black and white, necessarily. Um, so that is that. So just really wanted to continue to clarify, continue to enjoy my time here with you and continue to grow as we do and experience and share this very blissful, uh, literally zero alcohol and to 4th of July trans uh transforming transition deeper into summer here i just cannot believe when you really start taking care of yourself what your brain and body and are capable of when you start taking the right vitamins when you start exercising when you realize when you need to sober up, when you drink coffee properly and enjoy it for what it is, and it's, it's your spiritual go-to drink, but it's not 
taking over. When um, you're active enough that you're not out of shape and all this kind of stuff, it's amazing what how much energy is like stored. All that kind of stuff. So I'm really, really excited to see where this podcast is headed and really just wanted to clear up a lot of misconceptions that you may have had based on topics in this podcast and based on what you think you know about me, how, what you think you know about me based on how well you, you know me in a certain way and maybe not in another. Mystery is always kind of cool when we're playing on this playground. I love not being attached to politics. It keeps me, it keeps the old um, aged wisdom of having friendships and coming to a nuance with people. whether or not we agree. Thank you for taking care of yourself. Continue to take care of yourself, take care of your life, take care of each other. Let's stay connected.